Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start our day in prayer. Today is Saturday, and this is now the season after Pentecost. Today we continue to read 2 Corinthians. Please feel free to share any questions or insights that might come to you this week. Uh, Drop me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. So as we work together with God, we appeal to you in particular, when you accept God's grace, don't let it go to waste. This is what he says. I listened to you when the time was right. I came to your aid on the day of salvation. Look, the right time is now. Look, the day of salvation is here. We put no obstacles in anybody's way, so that nobody will say abusive things about our ministry. Instead, we recommend ourselves as God's servants, with much patience, with sufferings and difficulties, hardships, beatings, imprisonments, riots, hard work, sleepless nights, going without food, with purity, knowledge, great-heartedness, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by speaking the truth, by God's power, with weapons for God's faithful work in the left and the right hand alike, through glory and shame, through slander and praise, as deceivers, and yet true, as unknown, and yet very well known, as dying, and look, we are alive, as punished, yet not killed, as sad, yet always celebrating, as poor, yet bringing riches to many, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. We have been wide open in our speaking to you, my dear Corinthians. Our heart has been opened wide. There are no restrictions at our end. The only restrictions are in your affection. I'm speaking as though to children. You should open your hearts wide as well in return. That's fair enough, isn't it? Don't be drawn into partnership with unbelievers. What kind of sharing can there be, after all, between justice and lawlessness? What partnership can there be between light and darkness? 
What kind of harmony can the Messiah have with Belial? What has the believer in common with an unbeliever? What kind of agreement can there be between God's temple and idols? We are the temple of the living God, you see, just as God said, I will live among them and walk about with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. So come out from the midst of them and separate yourself, says the Lord. No unclean thing must you touch. Then you will receive, then I will receive you gladly and I will be to you as a father and you will be to me as sons and daughters, says the Lord, the Almighty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul wraps up his defense of his apostolic ministry by powerfully showing how everything that has been said to discredit him in his ministry actually commends and authenticates the sincerity, the effectiveness, uh, and the testimony that he is the messenger of God. Finally, he reminds the Corinthians that his suffering also demonstrates his love for them because it was for their sake that he suffers even their insults and their mockery. And in this appeal, Paul urges them to seize this opportunity for reconciliation with him as a sign of their own reconciliation with God through Christ. They simply cannot claim to be in Christ and then turn away from Christ's own messenger and follow after another way. Protestants in general, and Lutherans in particular, often struggle with making the connection between their actions and their faith in Jesus. When we add to that our American tendency to treat faith as private, personal, and internal matter, we may find that a chasm has opened up within us between our faith in Christ and our everyday kind of actions in our everyday life, between what we believe and the things that we do. And yet time and again, Paul encourages us to act as a kind of living parable Uh, as a temple that that contains God's Spirit, so that what we do and how we do, all of that preaches the gospel. If Jesus has reconciled us to God by taking away our sin, declaring us righteous, then our lives, too, should be aimed to bring about peace and reconciliation in our relationships with the world as well. If you were to look at your life as a sermon through which God is making God's appeal to the world to change their mind about God and God's purposes, about life and about death, about Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus means, then how would you live? You see, for those in Christ, there is no condemnation or judgment, but there is also the very strong desire to act in a way that is pleasing and commendable to the one that we serve. Christ our Lord. And I think by by looking at it that way, we find a way that God is at work putting us back together again by drawing out this deep faith uh, in God out of the depths of our heart and putting it into action in our hands and in our feet and in our bodies and, and in the things we say and in the things we do. And it starts maybe with just this little change today, a change in the way that we look at the world as Paul says, not from a human point of view anymore, but with the promise and vision of God's kingdom guiding our actions and our desires, and also with the desire that others around us see the light of Christ in what we do and what we say, and by doing so, 
rejoice in God and come to believe for themselves. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationships with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God, a might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people who are sick or afflicted, who are mourning, for people who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
thanks be to God.